and we are alive. Let's go. Hey now. It is the Dos Padres podcast debut episode. We're here covering the Boston sports scene, takes on the national scene, NFL picks, pop culture, fantasy sports, gaming, all kinds of fun stuff. Just two dudes having some fun. Come for the sports, stay for the hijinks. I'm Major <laughs> J. That's a Sundance kid. Sundance, how's it going? Uh, it'd be going a little bit better if we weren't down eight to three against our hated rivals, the New York Yankees. But uh, some things in life you cannot script. And unfortunately, nasty Nate uh, was was really nasty tonight. I mean, stunk like garbage, unfortunately. Um, so he just didn't have it, and we are taking a pounding. Uh, in the seventh, it is eight to three. And why, why? Well, and, and this being the debut episode, I want to go ahead and just clear any confusion up for anyone to start. We are not podiatrists, <laughs> we are not the two dads from the late 80s sitcom. We're just a couple of Boston sports fans having some fun. I want to get that out of the way. First things first, let's lead off with a little segment that I think we're going to lead off every episode with. Um, again, attributed to a good friend of ours, hopefully future friend of the podcast, Ryan McCollum. What you sipping on? Dan, what you sipping on? What you sipping on Friday? Uh, sipping on this, this darker ale, which comes to us courtesy of Two Roads. Rosemary's baby. Uh, I am not a big two roads guy myself, but I will tell you, this is a nice fall ale. If you're looking for something that screams fall, this is it. A little pumpkin, a little cinnamon, uh, a nice dark ale. It's fantastic. Huh. All right. Well, we'll look for some of those uh, in my mailbox or on my stoop. I, tonight, am uh, enjoying a nice Terramana. Ooh. Courtesy Curtis, of The Rock. Courtesy of The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. He sent it to me personally. He did. Well, Very now good. that's out of it. Yeah, well, hey, I've got friends. So <laughs> I think, uh, and you alluded to it a little bit ago, we'll go ahead and start with the Sox tonight. Uh they are coming in tonight, big series against the Yanks, seven in a row. Unfortunately, not looking good to continue that. You know, City Connect uniforms, I don't know. City Connect uniforms are uh, about to go adios. It might be time uh, to disconnect. Yeah, I think we're going to disconnect from the City Connect. Um, and all of you baseball purists out there that, you know, used to smoke cigars at Fenway in the bleaches, um, you're going to get back your, your, your true traditional reds and whites. So you, know, you, you should be happy about that. The city connects. They're going to go bye-byes. Um, I, I won't be shocked to see them come back at some point in the playoffs. Um, I, I do and feel it's funny you should say that because apparently they have been approved by Major League Baseball to be used, yeah. uh, to be worn in the playoffs. That's awesome. So, yeah, um, tonight 
a, a stinker uh, again. Uh, Eovaldi just did not have it from the get go. Yankees jumped all over him. Uh, Eckersley was talking about it uh, in the probably the third inning or so. Just you know, commenting that he didn't even have, he didn't have a single strikeout tonight. And when Eovaldi doesn't have a single strikeout by the third inning, um, something's wrong. He's usually got you know one or two in the first. Yeah, so, he was having issues right off the bat. It was clear. Yeah. Immediately, they came to the mound. You could tell he was mouthing something. I, I don't know if it was just, you know, issues as far as uh, signals or, or signs or something. You know, clearly they weren't on the same page as far as what he was even throwing to begin with. I, I don't know what's going on. You know, it wasn't there. Plus, it's the Yankees. I mean, yeah. you know, looking at the standings now, you figure as far as the wild card goes, we're too clear of the Yanks in that second spot. Toronto's one back there. So we're three, we're up three on Toronto, essentially with these three games, you know, coming off of a pretty good week, but this is still not in hand by any means. Um, No, it's, it's, it's not, but um, you know, that said, you still feel good about their chances because, because what lies just beyond this three game swing with the Yanks is three with Baltimore, three with Washington. So they have an incredible you, schedule after this. Um, you feel pretty good about that. I still like um, to take two or three, but yep, yep. Um, in the here and now, you'd like this game to just be competitive by the ninth. You want to be within four. If you lose, you know, ten to six, okay. At least you know you you had an opportunity to come within one swing if they were to load the bases. Um, overall. They just got to win a game this weekend. It just don't get swept. You get swept. That's when the old New England superstition, oh yeah. crap, button yeah. gets pressed big September time swing. around the city. Yeah, yeah. And as we're recording this now, again, it's uh, seventh inning. They're currently down eight to three. Um, so top of the seventh, the Yanks are still bad. They got a couple guys on, so not looking fantastic. Hopefully, better news. Uh, you know, tomorrow, assuming they can come back here. But even just looking towards the playoffs, you know, should they get there? You know, they're starting to feel like other than the Garrett Whitlock situation, they feel like they've they've getting guys in place. Yep. We've talked about Jose Iglesias, who's been a revelation of sorts this this month. Um unfortunately he will not also be eligible for the playoffs. Not eligible for the playoffs roster. No, no, but so. uh it's funny how I also saw the uh first baseman since the all-star break have a 999 OPS first in the American league. <laughs> Impressive given the issues they've had all year. I wouldn't mind swapping out a bit and get the fielding percentage up above 900 or something in that range. But no, we'll, we'll take it. But, you know, uh, Schwarber still, he's, he's looking all right. You know, he's trying to hold his own at first Bobby D the bat came alive. You know. Yeah, listen. Next week we're going to have a real conversation. That's that's going to really spin Alex Cora's wheels. Who is going to sit that first game of the playoff, the wild card playoff game? It's right. it's either Dalbeck or Schwarber, and maybe JD if he doesn't quite go on a tear in these been, next right. five or six games. So I mean, it probably a, comes down to whether it's righty or lefty. I mean, I mean, yeah. depending on who they play, or you know, if it's right. But assuming it's a righty, I, I think they just stick with the same plan. It's it's Schwarber and Bobby D is their 
for as as a middle off the bench inning off the bench hammer. Um, yep. I, you know, I, I don't know the, the rotation again. Having sell back helps. I, I think it's nights an off night for Nate. I'm not overly concerned. It's the Yankee. You know, you're going to have these games. Overall, I haven't been overly concerned with him. I, you know, I feel like they have enough to, you know, to win a wild card game, to win mm-hmm. a short series, division yeah. series. Yep. You know, anything beyond that? I mean, we're, this is gravy anyway for this team. Again, expectations were low coming in. Uh, kind of knew that, and again, going back to. Uh, the moves or lack thereof at the deadline. Schwarber, fantastic, no complaints. Austin Davis, Gretzel Robles. You know, I, I personally haven't seen Robles pitch in I don't know how long. I'm sure he has, but the fact that I haven't seen him says a lot. Now he's pitched. He's pitched really well the last couple of weeks. He's pitched. He's pitched very well. Um, and I am right. not a Hansel and Gretel fan myself, uh, but I got to give the guy credit. He's, you, you know, what he reminds me of, and, and I think I texted you this earlier, you, you know, a couple of weeks back. He reminds me a lot of Ugath Urbina. You have no idea where the ball's going. I don't think he knows where it's going. But well, when with Urbina, is, sometimes you're worried it's going to be in your ear. The, um, <laughs> and so I get that sense yeah. with Robles. And I think he makes some hitters uncomfortable. He can be as they say, wildly effective or effectively wild, take your pick, doesn't matter. I do think he's going to help them in the bullpen uh, in the in a division series. He'll, he'll have a I, I I mean, he's going to have an opportunity at this yeah. point. He's going to have an opportunity, no doubt. Um, you know, there's, there's going to be a spot at this moment. They're going to need him to, to get a big out or outs. Outs because you have, unless it's the end of an inning, you've got to go three, right? So, yeah. you know, let's hope it doesn't come to that till way past the wild card game, but agree. You know, um, as we go into the bottom of seventh or eight to three, still Yanks. Um yeah, again, what lock being key to this team, I think still just the just having that the flexibility with the arms. Um and that that and Barnes. Barnes just I'm not asking for early season shutdown lights out Barnes. I'll take even like kind of like 2019 Barnes. Like I'll 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 just 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 meet me in the middle somewhere Right, we feel like you can throw strikes somewhat, or if you're not throwing strikes, something around where you know the guy might actually swing at it and you're fooling guys, uh, right? Right, you know, you got Chip Douglas, Mr. Invisalign, Adam Adovino as well. Uh, you know, they just they all gotta they, they gotta be throwing they gotta be throwing strikes. If, if, if one or two of those guys aren't there, then then they're they're in trouble with innings. I think uh, it could go, I think this could go either way with the bullpen. Yeah, no, I, I like the way the bullpen is shaping up, with the exception of Barnes, who you know, unfortunately, just lost it. Just, just no other way to say it. I mean, he just lost it after the All Star. I, I don't know break. if it's fatigue. I don't know if it's. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was fatigue, but all of a sudden, it just on on a dime, he just seemed like it just was gone. That was a switch being flipped, and it flipped down for him. He just could no longer they, they broke the get up. anybody with it's, his fastball, and and, and he his lost confidence. Stuff is just in the dirt. It's not in the dirt constantly. It's um, not that same bite. Um, yeah, but you know we'll see. We'll see. Like you said, we got the the Yanks coming this weekend. I believe the uh, who we said we have tomorrow. We've got Erod Sunday, and tomorrow is. Not so sales missing the series. That's that's the tough part with this. We we do not have sale for this series. Uh, tomorrow could be. 
It could be Mr. Pavetta. Let's let's. It is Pavetta. Yeah, yeah, Nick Pavetta so. tomorrow. Erod and Nick so tomorrow is Cortez Pavetta followed by Sunday. I'm sorry, yeah, Cortez Pavetta followed by Erod in Montgomery. Potentially, I, I like the way things line up Sunday. I'm not so sure about tomorrow. Pavetta, Cortez, Deck. Cortez is a mean little guy with that mustache on the mound. He has he been. He's is someone's got maybe a believer. Someone's got to find him, handcuff him, shave off that mustache. Maybe that unmasks him in some way, and he becomes power. human again. He's the power in the mustache. He's but listen, listen. If you took him off the Yankees, I, I think they're five games back from where they are right now. Cortez has just been. He was that pitcher that we thought they didn't have, that they didn't go and get at the deadline when they went out and got all those bats. There it got, is. When they went out and got um, Rizzo, and yep. they followed up and went and got um, uh, Gallo. Yep. Uh, you know, and we we're just there like, great, you're just going to bash people. No, we've got secret weapons, apparently. Fantastic. Yep. And we're Typical. right there. Brian Cashman, you, you just you said to yourself, who the heck is this guy? And he has been, a, as you said, a revelation. There's no better word. I mean, he's been fantastic for them. Um, you don't know what you're going to see from him in the playoffs. That's 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 the other thing there. And, and again, um, it's only going to be one game that we see him uh, yeah. at this rate. Let's, let's hope. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So at this point, we'll get through the weekend. Hopefully, we're, we'll still be clear of the Yanks and Toronto. Again, we're three clear of Toronto right now. You know, this we get back to this next week. Hopefully, we are still talking like we're in a playoff position, and we'll go from there. Uh, I think that is a good segue to get us into some Patriots talk at this point. We have a big game with the Pats coming up this weekend. Uh, yeah, representing repping the merch, repping the, the merch, merch tonight. Uh, playing the Saints at home on Sunday. It's a big game. Uh, there's been, you know, there's been some injuries here and there on both sides of that ball. Uh, we actually have a resident specialist queued up and ready to come in to talk about some Pat's injuries. Hey, now. let's go ahead and bring him in. There he is, Dr. Christopher Geary. Good evening, men. <laughs> How, How you are doing, you? Chris? I'm good. I've uh, I was sipping on a Bud Light Orange earlier. I'm keeping it classy. <laughs> but it's already it's <laughs> but it's empty because you were waiting so long for us. Exactly. Yes, that was in. actually but my that that was my night. So we'll see how this segment goes. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Uh, so first off, debut episode. Probably go ahead and introduce yourself if you want to tell us where you work, who you are. You don't have I, to. You can keep that PII if you want. Um, no, I'm Chris Geary. I'm an orthopedic surgeon. I specialize in sports medicine, and I practice at uh, Brockton Hospital. I was at Tufts University uh, Medical Center for 14 years, and now I'm on to Greener Pastures uh, down in Brockton. So It's impressive. It's impressive. And by greener, I mean I drive past uh, four different – Greener is and you make more money. Yes. On my way to the, the hospital. <laughs> Touche. There's a lot right. of those, yeah. Well, we we appreciate you joining us to talk about, you know, the uh, the injuries. And, you know, we didn't bring it earlier, but in an, it's obviously now orthopedic, but Garrett Whitlock, as far as the Sox go, 
I believe that was a pectoral strain. Well, that is orthopedic. Was... It's just not football. So, um, yeah. Is it um, orthopedic? The pec is orthopedic? It's not a yeah, – I, I fixed the those. Extremities only. It's a muscle. It's got a tendon attached to it. It attaches to a bone. Okay. Um, yeah, he's a, a pec strain. Probably nothing serious. Like, I, mean, I think he'll be fine for the postseason. Um, it's one of those – you know, if it was earlier in the season, I don't even know if he would have necessarily gone on the, on the IL for it. Um, mm. But – um, at this time of year, it's like they probably just figured just with the extra roster spots too. I mean, it's only two, but it still allows yeah. some flexibility to be able to right. do it and just you know and, and maximize that out. Uh, it's, on, as far as the Pats, um, you know, we were actually talking about this offline earlier. We've had some guys who were, you know, limited practice, kind of were iffy this week. Actually, ended right. up coming off the injury report today, uh, which was which was good news. So as of right now. It looks like we're dealing with Judon with the knee came off the report. So, yeah, you know, I don't know what that was. About. I was wondering, I mean, maybe like a, a slight MCL sprain or something like that. I mean, it didn't, I think he played the entire game on Sunday. Right. Um, I don't remember yeah. being out. Um, so it was probably maintenance. something relatively minor. They were just doing some maintenance on him earlier in the week. So hoping that isn't anything that keeps cropping up or lingers. All right, so in that same vein, Damian Harris, same thing, didn't hear anything. All yeah, of a sudden, finger, he popped up with a finger. It's probably like, you know, he probably jammed it, you know, some sort of sprain or something like that. Not some, not the kind of thing that should be. The fact that he came it. off, I'm, I'm just a ball a ball control thing is what you think of with, with thumb, finger type of thing. Right? Sure. The fact that he came off is right. probably that's, a good yeah, sign. Yeah. Um, and, you know, hopefully he doesn't fumble again. <laughs> So maybe they can blame the finger on the phone. Yeah, exactly. Weeks, yeah. You know? um, so one of the one of the ones I know I think we're concerned about is Trent Brown. The calf came out that last was it week one? Correct. It was week one. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Actually, so he came out early. I was at that game and um, he came out and I was I saw him on the sideline. I mean that's always a good sign when the guys get injured and don't actually mm-hmm. go to the locker room. Right. Um, and they had it wrapped, and then he was actually standing on the sideline in the latter part of the game. Um, so it's, I'm sure it's a calf strain kind of situation. Um, not uncommon, but, um, again, kind of the thing. If it was the playoffs, I'm sure you're playing through it, but they're, you know, they don't want this thing to become a recurrent injury right. for him over the course of the season. So they're going to err on the side of keeping him out a little bit, which has been much to the detriment of the offensive line. Um, yeah. I think you're the uh, third-string uh right tackle this week so um i've been beefing up i've actually been yeah, i was gonna say on the core content i know much to your chagrin um yeah. peter walton should would frown upon that but yeah i've been beefing up just in case i get that call uh he's he's you know limited list is questionable yeah it'll probably, you know, a lot of it'll probably come down to just how he feels sunday morning quite honestly like i'm sure that in game planning for both him being in and also um Whoever the hell is it, Heron, Justin Heron's the backup at this point. I don't even right. know. Yeah, I think, that, I think it is Heron. Yeah, when yeah. he's not saving, you know, people in the park per se. Right, it happens. Uh, uh, Josh Uche also uh, showed up. On this one today. I'm, yeah, I'm this concerned is new about with a back. Yeah, back's right. gonna be tricky. Right. Well, um, you talk about that, he was what yeah. limited in practice with the limited. back, or he was out? Yeah, limited. Uh, this is a limited. Yeah. So if he was limited with, I mean. If he has a back injury that he's limited with, it means it's not something like, I mean, he didn't slip a disc. Um, you know, right. he could have just, you know, coughed or sneezed and, and strained his back or like, you know, he was deadlifting and he, you know, 
just tweaked it a little bit so they're just managing him in practice or whatever. Something you so. clearly have much experience with is the, is the deadlift. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of experience throwing my back out while sneezing now because I'm so freaking old. Oh, but, the uh, uh, yeah. affectionately yeah. known as the Sammy Sosa. Yes. Yeah. Please don't so, compare to Sammy Sosa. Have you seen no, that guy lately? Oh my god! I've, you gotta dye your hair. Um, and get a lot of uh, and, and get and get face. injections yeah. and and yeah. go Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Adrian Phillips, the also the other the other uh, player that was on the list, but that's not injury related. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. I, I would guess with no practice all week, probably won't see him Sunday. Hope everything is okay with him if that's a personal mm-hmm. matter. Um, on the other side of the ball, my assistant. You have an assistant. Oh, touche. Come on, Dad. I'll be in a minute. So we've got Marshawn uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Injured his thumb in week one. Yeah. Had some quick surgery on that, but What's was not up? able to turn around, come right back around and come back on uh, for week two. He's shown as limited as well. Oh, we've got an assistant. Yeah, that's my assistant that I was talking about. Fantastic. Yeah, he's a medical What's assistant. What's up? Am I? Am I? Assistant. Yeah, you're a medical assistant. Yeah. Why? Why the heck? Because I need help. I need help. I need a lot of help. So much help. Okay. I'll be right in. Okay. I'm not. Wait. Why am I a medical assistant? I'll tell you later. Okay. I'll be right in. Love the kids. Very professional, yes. It's all right. So Marshawn Lattimore had the thumb, a chip was a bone chip he had surgery on. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish you completely. I I don't know anything about it. Whatever it is, there's nothing major. I mean he's back full full go, I mean, two weeks later. So I don't I don't even think was he he, they took him off the injury report, I think. I think I thought he was listed as limited. Oh. Um he had that, I think it was last Thursday, was back to limited practice the next day, had a shot to play Sunday, didn't. I'm assuming he's active um, coming into this this week. I'd like to think maybe they'll take a couple shots at him just, just to see where he's at. Yeah, They would if they had somebody to throw downfield, which we'll, which we'll get to <laughs> yes. in a moment. Um, but he's obviously they're outside, their best outside cover corner. Um yeah, I mean, that being said, like, I mean, he's not, you know, the, the one thing that might impact him with would be catching a ball on interception. So, right. I mean, he's still going to be able to run with guys and cover. So, regardless. Yeah, it just comes out if he's guarding goes. that thumb somehow or, you know, sort right. of extending the hand and whatever. Um, all right. So, that's, you know, as far as the injuries go, it seems like nothing is, you know what? Before we go, we, we, we will address. So, so, we've got Quinn Norton still is on IR for the first three weeks. Right. It's an abdomen, an, an, an abdomen issue, I believe it was. I, I don't know. I think that's what they said, yeah. I mean, of course, with the Patriots, I mean, with all NFL teams, with the way they stash people on IR slash rosters, the guy's a rookie kicker, and they made us not want to just expose him or burn a roster they know spot or expose him. Yeah. So, um, that being said, if it is actually an abdomen issue for a kicker, that is no bueno because um, – that I mean, that's all. I mean, that that kicking motion's all core and oblique. That's your core, yeah. 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 Right. So if it's right. um, if they actually, I think once someone, one of the kickers, a couple of years like recently had was out with like core surgery, like you know, sports like, right? A sports hernia. Yeah. Yeah, and that was. It doesn't sound fun. Period. Much less having to go and. Well, let me tell you a little something about sports hernias. Uh, no one knows what they are. Uh, and no one knows how to treat them, and it's basically complete crap. Um, but basically, I mean, it's a new—it's this diagnosis that basically has you know come up in the last I don't know decade. There's this one guy Myers in Philadelphia who 
does almost all of those sport, quote unquote sports hernia surgeries. Um, and I know a guy that worked with him briefly and was like, yeah, he basically just makes an incision and like puts a bunch of suture and crap in there. <laughs> it's like, there's no actual, Wow. It's, it's, I think quite honestly, I think the primary thing. Let's that, get, let's get Meyer's first name and put up a do not submit. Well, disclaimer. It, yeah. <laughs> um, basically, uh, I think what actually helps those players is that they have surgery and they have to shut it down for like two months. Like, I think if they didn't have surgery and shut it down for two months, they'd probably be almost as good. God, like you said, with a kick or two, that's, that's, Um, invasion. So, you know, going back to the the issue with, with with Brown on the other side, they, you know, they did lose, the saints did lose on IR, uh, Mark Stavenport. They're one of their, their top rushers on the edge as well. So, given you know whether we have Brown or not, hopefully that balances out. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, before we let you go, I want to actually touch. You know, not Patriots related, but still big for the NFL and if anyone fantasy related. Uh, Christian McCaffrey last yeah. night, that hammy. Yeah, you know, being a little guarded on that, but the fact that they what the fact that they ruled him out within ten minutes, and then yeah, now saying a few weeks. Thing. Right. I mean, so. Obviously, there's all kinds of, you know, there's different grades of hamstring injuries. The vast majority of them are non-operative, and it just takes time. And it's just a question of, like, is it one week? Is it six weeks? Um, you know, if you actually rupture your hamstring off your pelvis, that's a potentially a surgical issue. Um, but um, the vast majority of them, it's more just, like, rest. And, you know, but and then it's, like, a matter of managing it because it's, like, all right, you know, you don't want to come back too soon because then it does become a recurring thing. So, And the fact uh, the fact that they have yet to actually put – last I saw, they have yet to put him on IR is, a for now, right. a positive sign. You think – you know, you would assume you would think. And the fact that they ruled him out so quickly in the game, if they're putting him on IR, the fact that they haven't yet may be a good sign that they're – Cautiously optimistic. Could be, could be that they want, you know, they're getting the. They could wait the next week by someone else, you know, like right second opinion. Right, you know, there's no immediacy because they don't need a roster spot necessarily until next week anyway because they're done for a week and a half. But you know, yeah. And I got one more. I got one more because we've got a doctor on the line here, and I have to take advantage of this. In all of your years practicing, Doctor Geary, have you ever had a patient? That had simultaneously two sprained ankles. Ankles. That's that is where does, yeah. the, uh, where does that happen? Always for now and forever known as the Wentz. The, yeah. the full Wentz. Yes. The full um, Wentz. No, it's pretty impressive. I mean, like he's out there. What are you out there like playing on one badly sprained ankle and then sprain the other one and then it's. I mean. Oh, that, yeah, that's the only explanation. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's some you know you get the, the feeling of him like. He's gonna be like a you know a, a newborn foal trying to get up and like he's all jacked. You know, like, I, I can't imagine he's actually you know, like he literally doesn't have a leg to stand on. It's like, I mean, you know, it's one thing if he can kind literally. of literally if it's if it's if it was wasn't his you know I mean, say he's right handed so if it was his left ankle say and he could still drive off of his With right ankle plant. for, yeah. for to, to throw, but. Um, yeah, I mean it, that that guy can throw. I mean, he can throw an interception on a on a um, on a shovel pass, a shovel shovel pass uh, on two good ankles. I can't imagine what he's doing two bad ankles. Sure. Yeah, I, I was say the fact that he actually, as of now, he practiced today is actually possibly questionable to I make a call on Sunday. Yep. Could um, be a game time decision. Who's I mean, I guess Jacob Eason and Brett uh, Hunley. They believe they brought off the practice squad. So I think uh, when you've got 
Jacob Eason back there. You're quietly thinking, just put as much tape as you can on that. I'll believe that right. later. And, yeah. and just and, and and go out there. You know, it's right. kind of like Frank's red hot now. You just, yeah. just put it's tape like, on that and just it's like give it a, PRP. Put that on everything. I, I, yeah. All right. So appreciate you coming on, uh, Dr. Gary. And again, you being a, a, a true doctor, there is no um, there's no. no no rivalry here. We because again, we are not podiatrists. I covered that in the opening. Neither we're not am I. podiatrists. We're not doc- so there's there's no issue here. Thanks for coming on. We 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 no doctor patient relationship is assumed or uh, implied. <laughs> <laughs> correct. Correct. Um, and yeah. Thanks yes. to your assistant as well. We will yeah. uh, hopefully see you next week. All right. Sounds good, guys. All right. Hey, thanks, Doc. Thanks. Take care. Okay. Right. Well, it's always good to get some some real in-depth injury insight from a real doctor instead of just sitting here and speculating ourselves. Absolutely. So I'm going to take his his response as, uh, no, I've never treated someone with two sprained ankles at the same time. Um, and this is a man who I can attest to. He, is, he has seen some stuff. Yeah. Um, so the fact that he's not seen double simultaneous, uh, you know, maybe he's amputated two ankle, two feet at once. I don't know. That's not the same thing though. But the fact that, you know, he, it's something he has not seen uh, speaks volumes, although not surprising with the Colts right now, but we're not going to talk about the Colts. We'll get to that because we have some NFL picks to get into in a bit. We'll come back to the Pats. Uh, what's your general thing about this game? I think we're on the same page, give or take about our expectations, what, what we think needs to happen and what we think will happen. For the Patriots saints, uh, I see them listen this is this is Belichick at his best. He takes a step back, he assesses, he says, "What's your best weapon?" Oh, that guy Alvin Kamara. Well, I'm going to take him away. So, we're we're going to spy him, we're going to load up, we're going to make sure that the, the run is not beating us and we're going to force Winston, you know, to get into a read game. You know, is he making the right decisions? We'll find that out pretty quickly. Uh, I expect it to be turnover city, baby. I really do. I, I'm going to call three interceptions right now, right here and now. And I see a Patriots victory uh, 27-17. Mac Jones picks up his first NFL touchdown pass. Oh, you've heard it here. How about folks? you? What say you, Major J? I, uh... I think I feel generally the same way, a little more reserved, potentially. I, I I do I'm with you on the on the Mac Jones touchdown pass. At this point, I, I think he, he needs to throw one. Um, even if it's for being real, I don't see it being a downfield, you know, attack that way type of situation. But I think at right. this point, simply just like if they move the ball a little bit, get in the red zone. Grant, this over under is We'd have to look at the the DK sport and the sports sportsbook lines, but I believe it's it's like forty one. It's a low over under. Don't expect a ton of points in this game, but at some point, you know, Damian Harris can only handle so many runs to the end zone. Max Law of Averages said it's always going to have to throw in the red zone. We've got some guys, you know, a couple tight ends guys outside. I, I, I do agree. I think he's going to get it. I think he'll do okay. This team's going to have to win the trenches, though. Harris is going to have yep. to, to play his part. Um, yeah, no, I think I, I, I don't. I'm going to say a f- 
you know, again, we'll get to Pixar. I'm going to say 20 to 16, grind it out. But I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. They, they need to get this win. Again, we've talked about this before. We've got Tampa coming in the week after. We're not going to look ahead to that game. But it just kind of emphasizes the importance of getting a win here at home. Get to two and one before a massive, massive game, a proving ground type of game the week after. Who, who, what game is that? Is there is there a big game coming up for week four for the Patriots? Week four, we don't want we, again. We don't want to look ahead, but there happens to be the defending right. Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers oh. coming to town. Oh, and I don't know if are they, they know coming this. to New England? They're oh, is that in Foxborough? Oh, I, that's okay. what I've heard. Again, I don't look ahead to the schedule, but I hear things. We have to scattered. check stuff up. Well, maybe. <laughs> uh, although they might boot you because the prices are so high. But the, I also heard their quarterback is also not bad. Might have some history with the team. I got to dig in a little bit. Investigative reporting. Interesting. But again, it, it's it's yeah. Uh, you know, I've got sources. We'll I'll save it for next. Past. Yeah, we'll save it for next week. I believe next it's going to be a big podcast. game. So. Okay. The uh, yeah, I I I think it's a big game. Again, we cover this. It's a big game. I, I do think again, it's gonna be a grind. It's not gonna be an easy game. You got Jameis Winston. You know, I don't think he's as bad as we saw with the interceptions a couple of years ago when he threw thirty picks. He did also throw thirty interceptions. I'm sorry, thirty touchdowns rather. You know, but overall numbers first two games not what Sean Payton's looking for. I think. Peyton's looking for a little more. I don't think his job is in jeopardy yet because Taysom Hill can't throw the ball, period. I don't think that's the type right. of offense. Ideally, Peyton wants to run, even though they signed Taysom Hill to a ridiculous extension. I think ideally they want Winston to be able to play level-headed, make smart decisions, get the ball downhill in spots. But, it, you know, he's hit or miss with that. You know, he, he can be heady. He can be thrown off. You get some pressure on him. That's where going back to – to Judon being off their injury report, they can get a pass rush on this guy. He can be rattled. He can he can make really bad decisions, poor decisions. That's where the secondary comes into play. P- play back, play coverage, and I think they can three picks. I think is well within the realm of possibility here. Your call. I'm going to say two. I th- think he throws two picks. You know, let's say the defense brings one back for a score though, because he'll make a ridiculous play within the you know within the, their half of the field. Right. I'm going to say 2016 Pats. It's going to be a grind of game. There's okay. no way around it. The, the, the Saints play tough. They play good defense. Uh, you know, again, they had, the, you know, this team is coming off of, they embarrassed the Packers week one, came back and lost their second game, a letdown game week two. Again, they're on the road again. They haven't had a true home game yet. We're catching them kind of road weary, which I think is also helpful as well. They just want to get home at this point. I think it's going to be tough sledding for the Saints, but they're going to play tough, man. Like that, I, I expect them to play tough. I, I, I don't, I, I don't disagree on on that point. Peyton has his teams ready. Peyton has yeah. his teams ready as much as they can within the personnel. Again, you know, this is also a team we've been talking about. This, this is a team. You've got Winston who who can't throw the ball downfield. You don't have a downfield receiver right now. You realistically a legitimate one because you got Michael Thomas on the pup who's not really right. come off. You've got Marcus Callaway who who's been. Fair enough, but they haven't even utilized him these first two games. There's a lot of expectation for him to step up in the interim to be a number one-ish for them. He hasn't been able to do that. He's had a couple targets last week. You got Traquan Smith on the IR. You don't have a lot of receivers to work with. You know, they have old friend Hogan 
I believe, signed to that squad. I have to see if he's even on the roster, but they brought him off of a, a lacrosse league roster to come in and play. Chris Hogan. So, I yeah, listen, it, it, you're right on. You're dead on. This all lines up as a Patriots victory. Will it be an easy game? No. Um, should they win it? Yes. They're at home playing a quarterback that's prone to interceptions. Belichick typically hones in on what your best thing is and takes it right out of the game. And I, I'm not scared by the Saints defense. It's not a bad defense, but it's it's not world beater, you know, but by any means, I expect the Patriots to be able to dink and dunk and move their way up and down the field. And I, I expect Mac to find the end zone. And that, and that's, a, that's a great point. Again, you're bringing up here is I think that's what the media who are clamoring for is, is this, is this the game that Mac is unlocked? within whatever his unlocked potential is right now. Sure. I don't think this is it. We've talked about this before off, off camera. You know, is this the game that he's going to start getting going down? I don't think it is honestly, because I don't think it matches up right for him. And I don't think they're going to need to, I think goes back to what you said, dink and dunk, use a James white, use your guys out of the backfield, hit your slot guys. Myers is going to be there. Yep. They've got good backers. They're not necessarily great in coverage, but they're there. They're strong. I don't. I don't necessarily see Aguilar or any or Bourne getting loose. Any any time a play can happen at any point. A bust yeah. a play, sure. I don't think that's going to be part of the game plan. I don't think this is the week that we start testing those waters. With, it's not going downfield. It's not. And can I be honest with you? Yes. It's probably next week. It's probably next week against the Bucks. Listen, the Patriots are famous for this. They they really are. They're, 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 listen, I, I, they are famous for going into big games and pulling some tricks out of the bag. And I absolutely see that next week. If I I will, I I will bet the farm on it and I don't own a farm, but if I did, I bet the farm that you are going to see max first attempt at a 30 plus yard pass against Tampa Bay. Hate for no reason so far they might have to. If, if um, for no other reason, because they might have to actually at some point. I won't be surprised if they. I won't be surprised if they do it on their first possession. I won't be surprised if it's a lateral over the side to White, back across the field to Mac. Oh, who's who's wide open, forty yards down, Kendrick Bourne, and I see it. I, I mean, this is what the Patriots want to do. That Belichick is fantastic at understanding elements, understanding weather elements, understanding road versus home. He knows what, what takes opponents out of a game quickly. He will, he will talk about getting these plays up on the jumbotron. And this is what you want your opponent to be looking at when the replays are going and they're sitting on the sidelines waiting to get the ball back. I'm telling you, it's coming. It is coming. Is it going to be successful is a different story, but I expect to win this week, and, and, and they have to win this week. You cannot go up against Tampa Bay one and two. Um, you're going to come out one and three, and I'm yeah, not going to kiss the season goodbye at that point, but that's a that's a big hill to climb with a rookie quarterback. Uh, agree. Uh, they, you know, the thing is, though, they're, they're running into an interesting part of the schedule. Too, we don't have to spend too much time on this. I'm just pulling up the schedule here, but the actually, I have it up here. So, so you've got. I mean, you don't want to ever want to make a game a must win. 
especially when you're one and one. But when you're at home against a beatable Saints team, knowing what they've got ahead, you've got a, a potentially very obviously tough game against the Buck Week Four. After that, because if you go into that to that game one and two, and then let's say they can't take care of business, understandably against the Bucks, who just look amazing right off the bat, not taking anything away from that team or Brady. Don't come after me, Alex Guerrero. But week five, they're at Houston. I'd like to think that's a winnable game. Week six, Dallas. Week seven, the Jets. So after this little stretch of the Saints and the Bucks coming in, you've got three games. You know, two of those are at home that you'd like to think are, are all winnable as well. But after yeah. that, things get a little dicey. So, you know, after that, you got the Chargers, you got the Panthers, you got the Browns. So it's like you got to rack up some. You got to in the end, you have to win the games you, you need to win. DTN right. win at home. It's 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 interconference game against the Saints. They don't see you. You know, I think this defense will own the game. I think we both agree to a win. Twenty sixteen is my call. We'll hammer it home. Segway to our next segment: NFL picks. We went ahead in a test run earlier. Made some picks of last week's from last week's games. I'm going to go ahead, bring those up. We'll look at those briefly, move into our picks for next week, for this coming weekend. Let's do it. All right. So brought a little, a little Google doc. We're going to track these this way. And uh, once this does go up on YouTube, I actually post the link for this. If anyone who might actually be following wants to follow along, we'll make this available for anyone else. They want to see how, how terrible we are, or in this case, not terrible, just slightly above average. As we've used to be. Any from last week, we, we both went nine and seven. I'm actually going to go ahead. Take it. It's 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 a winning record to start off with. Means we know something about sports. I, I, I like to think so. I'll take nine and seven. I'll take that on week one. You don't know anything in week one. Well, you know what? To start, actually, we're going to go ahead before we even get into the actual picks. I went ahead and, and made a little graphic for us. Okay. Graphics. And Graphics. so we started week two. <laughs> you, nine you and seven. Nine and seven. Up. This is just this is yeah. just you know for, for posterity. Yeah. Nine and seven week two on the season nine and seven. We did not get to week one. Um but we'll keep this updated as we go. Uh, any games stand out to you from last week that you want that, that were surprising? You wish you could take back? Um, from last week, gosh, uh, you know, again, I, I bring it back to I, I hate answering a question with a question, but are the Raiders for real? I. Well, I we're, gotta, we're gonna get to that because because I, I, that's gonna come up in our in our week three picks. <laughs> I think we're gonna have a discussion about that in a few minutes. Um, yeah, as I look, you know, look back yeah. at last week. I mean, for me, you know, that's that's really listen. You know, the Saints they crapped the bed. That was a real lunch job by them. Thank you very much, Sean Payton, not preparing the the troops. Nice um, I could be proud. I you know, outside of that. Uh, you know, the Seahawks, um, come on guys. Like, come on. You, you how do you blow that at home? I, I'm jeez. Well, I, I know. Well, I will say we both, we both hit our, our upset specials. 
I had the Panthers winning outright sure. on the road. Uh, I'm sorry, at home when New Orleans, New Orleans, we already spoke about, went in there giving three and a half. Panthers won outright 26 to seven. That wasn't even a even a game really. And I will give you credit. I think yours is actually bigger than mine. The uh, the Ravens, you had them at home. Kansas City went in giving three and a half at Baltimore. I took the Chiefs. You had the Ravens with a win outright, and you got it because that team came out of nowhere. Obviously, they went to Shevel to begin with and came back and, and, and beat Kansas City. It was I think there was a shell shock moment for Andy Reid and that team. I think they're going to respond to that this coming weekend, which we'll get into. But uh, kudos to you there. We both had the Packers with a blowout over Detroit. Yeah. Can, we I, t- both- can, I, tell you, can I tell you something really quickly? Yes. Um, I don't buy into the Chiefs. I I really don't. I, I let, let me tell you. Let me Why say this. Say yeah. Do you think? How, let Let me rephrase this. In the next five years, how many Super Bowls do you think the Chiefs are going to win? Next five yeah. years. Next five years. Yeah. Generously going to give them one. And, and I and that's a 50-50. That's a 50-50. I, agree. I, I, I like There's something Andy about Reed. that mystique that team is is, is gonna keep them from going. You, you know, and I and part of it is Andy Reid. I'm really sorry, but they've got all the talent in the if, if Bill Belichick had that talent, no are you How kidding me? Are you are you kidding me? Uh, you know, and so I just think that they're cursed by Andy Reid. Um I, I don't I just don't love the Chiefs when it comes down to it. Um, kudos to them for you know pulling out the Super Bowl victory uh, a couple years ago, but I, I I won't be surprised if they don't win another one for for five to ten years. I I, I just won't. Not until Andy Reid is is out of there. I I just I don't buy into them. Uh, I think we're on agreement there. Um, so all right. So coming off of. Last week's picks, both nine seven. We're gonna roll into uh, week three. I'm gonna go ahead and kill this, and we'll bring up the uh, DK Sportsbook lines, which is what we're gonna be using every week, just to go ahead and make our our against the spread picks. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just again, being first episode disclaimer on this, we are not professional gamblers. We don't specialize in this. We are not giving advice. Entertainment purposes only. Now that that's out of the way, let's go ahead, go through the picks here. Uh, I think we're starting with, if I remember correctly, first game is, well, we should say, we we did both pick last night's game. We did. We did. One of us got that correct. That one of us is, is one and oh this week. This guy. It was this guy. That guy. That, that guy got it right. Sipping on his beer. Um, yeah. So the uh, we had a line of Carolina went into Houston. I think that was an eight-point line. Remember correctly. That was an eight-point line. Carolina went in, giving eight at Houston. Houston hung in there for, for a while. Um, they did. I think we traded some texts early on. Yes. Um, the, the word son of a bitch. One word was used frequently. Uh, I'm not sure if we can use that word or not. We'll find out. Uh, but ultimately, 24 to 9 victory for Carolina on the road. Should have gone with my gut. It actually seemed too easy. Houston played 
defensively played played tough the first half, had a yeah. huge fourth fourth down stand uh, when when Carolina was down. I think at like the ten ish, they had a fourth and five. They went for it. Or I'm sorry, it was a fourth and one. I think at like the ten, but they were held. Um, but Houston just doesn't have enough offensively. Yeah. They're looking at a second rate rookie quarterback. You know, I, I think Tyrod Taylor had been there. Tyra Taylor had been there. I think the line wouldn't have been eight points. So the eight points baked in the fact that he was out. But Houston's a mess. They're one of the bottom three teams in the league. What can you do? You know, you got me. So you're up one on the week. Uh, starting with early games on on Sunday. Uh, if, you, if you think, if, what do we have here? I think if you scroll up, we have our first game. I think it's Arizona at Jacksonville. It would be. Chicago at Cleveland. Chicago at Cleveland. Chicago and... Cleveland. Okay. So we got Cleveland is giving seven, I believe. Last I saw. Uh, you are correct, game. sir. You are correct. Okay. Chicago at Cleveland. You know, we, I'll tell you what, we'll, as we do these, and we'll start this with this episode moving forward, we'll, we'll alternate first impressions, et cetera. I'm going to give good. this one to you to start. What do you got here? Yep. Rookie quarterback Justin Fields gets the start. I don't think he's quite ready. Uh, It's a home game for Cleveland. Uh, This is the return of OBJ. OBJ is not going to have a huge game. He's not going to have a huge game. Uh, I don't believe Landry is playing. Yep. Yep. Landry's out. Landry's on IR. Landry's on IR. Uh, I thought I heard that. Uh, I'm still taking Cleveland, uh, even even laying the points. I, I'm taking Cleveland. I see this as their victory. So, Browns. Okay. Uh, so, right off the bat, we're going head-to-head on this one as well. I'm all in on Justin Fields. This kid mm-hmm. is ready. I, you know, Grant, he's had some up and downs with, you know, this first couple of games coming in. You know, Nagy's, Matt Nagy's has, uh, you know, come up with some packages for him. And the first game he came in, had a rushing touchdown. Last week was forced in on the uh, Andy Dalton knee injury, bone bruise. Hence getting the start this week. I think this kid has all-world talent. I think he's about to take, to an extent, the league by storm. I think they actually go in uh, into Cleveland, cover this game. Not only are they covering, I'm making this my upset special right off the top. Chicago goes into Cleveland, upset victory. Just and everyone is going to be talking about Justin Fields after this game. Kids a playmaker. They've got Allen Robinson, Darnell to the Mooney on the outside. So a couple of receivers. I think Montgomery is going to be tough. Great. Cleveland's got a nice defense. I, I don't think that stops here, but I think I think Fields brings enough of a dynamic. Has just an incredible physical skill set. He's going to get this this Bears team in to sneak out a victory. I'm taking the Bears uh, not only with the seven but outright to win. Very good. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got Baltimore, Baltimore and the Lions. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to leave this one off. That's a seven and a half line. Baltimore giving seven and a half at Detroit. Okay. So this line moves because the last I had, this was at minus nine. So this has moved dramatically. So this is going to throw me off a bit, but even with the uh, the seven and a half, I'm taking the Lions. I don't think they're a good team. I don't like Dan Campbell as a head coach. 
he's way too rah-rah, old school, smash him in the mouth. That's not today's game. I don't like that. Yeah. And I didn't like it from day one with his opening press conference with, you're going to punch us in the mouth, we're going to go to the ground, we're going to eat a kneecap on the way up, all kind of nonsense. That said, Detroit played San Francisco tough that first game. I'm sorry, they, they yeah. fell behind, but they came back and made that a one-possession game out of nowhere. You know, they played green, went to Green Bay, not easy. They're not they're not a great team. They, they played them kind of close early. Green Bay ran away with it. It's fine. Coming back home, Baltimore's got some issues. Uh, you know, even coming off that big Kansas City win, again, these teams coming off of huge highs. You know, not to say this is a letdown spot. I don't think Detroit wins this game, but going on the road, I can see Detroit easily playing them within a possession to stay close in this game. Baltimore, Baltimore's got some issues in the backfield still. They're juggling 8 million running backs. Omar Jackson's got a, a stomach bug. Supposedly he's working with. Passing game is still kind of in flux. Their O-line is the worst possible I've seen it in years. I'm, I'm going to take the home team getting, especially when you're getting the hook, I'll take the seven and a half Detroit to cover. Yeah, put me down for Detroit as well. Um, I liked them. I, this is the line that I had seen um, earlier today. So I don't know if, if the line had moved uh, terribly today or if it had moved in the last two or Since three days. Since last night. I think I pointed this out last saying, night. Okay. So there's, there's been some heavy money on Detroit. You know, yep. nine points is, is a lot at home team, so it makes sense. In yep. fact, it's still more than a touchdown. You know, yeah, I, I, I don't think we'll see it get past seven. But yeah, but you, you touch on everything, you know, that I could possibly throw out there. Um, Detroit is playing tough. Uh, I do believe that Baltimore is not a complete team. They just aren't. And I love John Harbaugh. I put him in the top five coaches in the league, but he's really, you know, trying to make chicken salad right now uh, out of chicken poop chicken because – I just don't think that they are firing on all cylinders, period, offense and defense. Um, they so may have, they may not have all the cylinders. That's the thing. They, you know, yeah. they, that's, you know, and, and that's part teams of aren't, Yeah. I've injuries, injuries. certainly. Yeah. Injuries have really knocked them down a peg. Um, so with the points, I'm going, I'm going to Detroit. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. All right. So next we've got, okay. Arizona. This line has not changed. Fantastic. Arizona at Jacksonville coming cross country, giving eight. I'm sorry, this line has actually grown because I had this at seven. It's now at eight. Arizona giving eight at Jacksonville. Uh, this is Cardinals. I'll, 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 yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, this, yeah, this, this is Cardinals all the way. Uh, it, it is week three, and you know, it, train wreck, car crash must see TV for what is going to begin to be a countdown on coach Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. I just don't think he has staying power. Uh, I think it's unfortunate because I, I do think Trevor Lawrence could be a good quarterback, but he's clearly not performing right now. Uh, that Who expected him to, uh, quite honestly. And I see, I see Arizona, you know, making that that long plane ride and covering. I, I really do. So I'm taking the Cardinals. Okay, I, I am also with Arizona here as well. Uh, again, cross country trip, but uh, you know, I thought about this one briefly because uh, 
Hopkins, Cedric Hopkins is actually questionable to even play now on Sunday. Um, he's been limited or not non-practice, I'm sorry, pretty much all week as of today. I think he's not token questionable, genuinely questionable. That said, you mix just the dumpster fire that Urban Meyer has lit a match on in Jacksonville these first two weeks. Fully agree about Trevor Lawrence. I think this kid can and will eventually be good, probably under under a different head coach mm-hmm. once Urban decides to flee with his tail between his legs. Um, you know, Lawrence makes some plays, but he throws picks. Yeah. Because he's being forced to make those damn plays. Um, Cliff Kingsbury, never been a complete buy-in on him with, with Arizona. That's I think they come in. I don't think being on the road makes a difference here. Eight points, I think Arizona can win this ten by double digits, even, even if Hopkins doesn't play. They've been running all kinds of receivers out there. Christian Kirk in the slot. This can give more time to Rondale Moore, potentially in the slot. Kirk has to go outside to cover for Hopkins. A.J. Green, who has not really done much of anything. He's turning to ash. He's old. We get it. He's also run the second most routes on this team. He's he's just by virtue of being on the field so damn much, he's going to make a play. Arizona's coming at on all angles. Kyler Murray already granted two of for MVP talk, but but he's already in the talk. If you want to listen to national media, he's right there, and for good reason. The guy is lighting it up. I, I just don't see Jackson having anything either side of the ball that can keep this even close. Maybe for a half. That's it. I'm going Arizona as well. We'll move on to the next game. Chargers at Chiefs. This this is going to be a doozy. Uh, Chargers getting seven, which has actually gone up because I have them had them at only getting six and a half last night. So it's now a full seven. What do you think, Sundance? So once again, as we've discussed. Uh, just a couple of minutes ago. Um, I am not an Andy Reid fan. Um, I think the Chiefs are a bit of paper tigers. Yes, they have a lot of talent. I don't think it's always used properly. Uh, that all being said, um, yeah, give me the Chiefs. I'll take the Chiefs. Huh, okay. You, you, you got me there. All right. <laughs> I good thing I didn't start typing. Um, okay, Chiefs giving seven. All right. So I, I can agree with everything your your take there. I, I like I like Andy Reid. I, I, not that I'm friends with him. I don't get exchange Christmas cards. He seems like a nice guy, despite that mustache. I like him. I don't have anything against him per se, but there's something just not there. And maybe it goes all the way back. To the Eagles, Pats, Super Bowl, Donovan McNabb couldn't run an effing two-minute drill mm-hmm. because he had cardio issues, couldn't take time, all that stuff. Um, there's just something intangibly not there. Um, you know, Kansas City's played two close games. That you know, they had to come back from behind at home against the Browns. Maybe a testament more to the Browns. That's fine. First game of the year. Okay, they had to come back really to come back to win that game. Uh, and then they also won a heartbreak or sorry, lost a heartbreaker at Baltimore. So, you know, they're coming back. You would think fire ignited back home off of that, that, that devastation against Baltimore chargers though. Herbert has not been playing up to the expect his expectation the first couple of weeks. They've played well enough. 
had a nice home. Um, I'm sorry, they actually t- coming off of a home loss to the Cowboys. I still think there's enough talent on that team, both sides of the ball, in a divisional game. Teams know each other. I, I think Chargers are going to keep this close enough. Going back to your what you spoke about, the Chiefs, something's kind of missing with this team as rough as going as 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 seen those what, these first two weeks. Something's off there. I think the Chiefs win, but I'm taking the Chargers to play this within a possession. I'm taking the Chargers with the points. You can have them. I, I will take them. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, next up, we have what Saints Pats. Saints Pats. Saints Go Pats. ahead. You get the first pick here, sir. All right. Pats giving three, uh, which is up from two and a half earlier in the week, even with the three. I, I mean, it's one possession. I Again, look at that. That over-under has actually gone up to 43. Very low-scoring game. We've and already talked impl- about it, yeah. Yeah, this implies a 23 to 20, which is, which is in line. I'm going to take the Pats, homer pick, whatever, but – you know, I can see them winning by four or five, or this is a push, but I'm, I'm going to take the Pats minus three. We've already talked about it. I'm not going to go too in depth. I think they're going to, they're going to milk this out. Defense will take care of business down yep. the stretch in the third, fourth quarter. Winston with the over, with the turnovers. I think they'll get this, you know, 2016 ish and, and move on to next week. 110% uh, agree with everything you said. This will be a defensive uh, smash mouth game to a degree, but I see us forcing Jameis into some interceptions. And I, I actually think we turned some of those into points. And so uh, I see three interceptions. I see a final score of 27 to 17. And Mac again finds the end zone for the first time in 2021. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, Side note with this one, if we had to bank, who do we think is going to uh, get that pick six for the Pats? I'm saying J.C. Jackson. I, I just the, – the, the kid is – the kid's awesome. I, I think he's – Yeah, he's, 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 he's phenomenal. Player. I, say, I think he's gonna, definitely going to have a pick. I think he – I'm going to say he's going to bring one back for a score. Yeah, you could easily see J.C. Jackson. And uh, getting a pick six, and, and you could see a long one, right? I mean, you could see Jameis moving the ball, and then at and the seven side, yard line, you know, going, he's feeling it. And oh, where did he come from? Out of nowhere, JC Jackson up the 10, the 20. I, I yeah, I, I totally see that. Um, I don't know, I, I, I'll, I'll throw out there, you know, McCordy, what the heck, you know, he'll get a batted tip ball and, and okay. you know, race Always it back. Fun. 30 yards. I love it. I love it. All right. We'll move on to the next game here. Let's try to get these moving. Uh, Let's see. Colts at Tennessee getting five and a half, which is, I believe, the line I had here as well. Should we just go ahead and change the paths for minus three? Make sure we get our picks correct. So for me on this game, um, gosh, you know, we've already spent some time talking about the situation the in Indy, you know, Wentz and, and geez, you know, he's he actually might play this week. Are you kidding me? The guy has two sprained ankles. Give me the Titans all day. You could, I'm telling you this right now, the line could have been 15 and a half and I would have went Titans at home. I, I do see 
the Titans being that type of team this year, that gets better week by week by week at the end of the season. I see that they're going to be 12 and five, you know, 13 and four. Um, I, I really like the way things line up for them, um, especially bringing in, you know, Julio Jones. Vrabel's a solid coach. I, I think that he, you know, just has to manage through some tricky spots early in the season, every season. Um, but he seems to figure things out as the season goes on. I, I, I like Tennessee in this one at home. Absolutely. Yeah, I uh, so we're on the same page here with this one. Um, pretty much, you covered it all. I, I think Tennessee kind of got their bearing last week with that second half comeback against Seattle in Seattle. Yeah, you know, good teams. Not to say Tennessee's a good team, but they're not a bad team. You know, good teams wins like that galvanize a team. So coming off of that. I don't think this is a, a riding high moment. This is coming home, seeing an inferior inferior opponent yep. who has plenty of issues. Uh, you know, they've got some injuries on the line. You know, Carson Wentz, if he plays on two bad ankles, if he doesn't play, Jacob Easton, Brent Hunt. The fact that they're even talking about if Wentz doesn't play, possibly rotating their two quarterbacks – that's not a recipe for success in the NFL mm-hmm. is to come no. with the game plan of, hey, we're going to ride. You don't ride a hot hand at quarterback. I'm sorry. You make yep. a call, the team, you get a game plan around that guy, and you go ahead. Um, and, and, and once, even without the bad ankles, not looking great. I, I just, I think on the road, I think at this point, Tennessee can win this by a touchdown. We're both thinking Tennessee to cover. Moving on. Next game, Washington at Buffalo. Washington now getting seven and a half, which is consistent with what I've got from last night. Uh, I think I'm leading off this game, correct? So you are. I'm going to go ahead and say I think I have. Yeah, I've got Buffalo to cover. Uh, I I think Heineke at quarterback is is doing an admirable job covering for Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he's doing more than expected for a backup quarterback after the Fitzpatrick injury. I think he's going to do as much as he can. Again, you're going into Buffalo. Buffalo's riding high off of a demolishing of Miami. Coming home now, I think this team's going to hit its stride. And this is with, jo- with with Josh Allen not being like real Josh Allen. He's, he's mm-hmm. kind of been a little bit – he hasn't been running the ball as much. He's been a little bit off. I expect that to change. I, I do like Washington in the NFC East in general. As a team, you know, I think that team's performing as well as it can. I mean, you're coming back to Orchard Park. Buffalo's got a pass rush now with Gregory Rousseau coming off the edge. Their their draft pick as a rookie. You know, they're 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 stout on the back end. I think on the road, I think it's going to be too much for Heineke and and the, and the football team to to, to to manage. I think Buffalo wins this double digits. I'm taking Buffalo. Yeah, I'm not going to waste anybody's time here. I, I got Buffalo as well uh, for a lot of the same reasons, you know, that 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 you already outlined. Um, big win for them. They're at home. I don't think Buffalo. I, I was not one of you know the few people. Not that there was a lot of these in, in the off season, but you know, few people saying, "Oh, Buffalo, come back, back down to earth." Patriots got better. You know, the division could be up for grabs. 
Now, Buffalo is a very good team. I, I think their coach, McDermott, is a very good coach. Give me Buffalo here. Next game, Atlanta. <laughs> Anyone who knows me knows there are some ties here with the Falcons, sadly. Going to the Giants. Giants yeah. laying three. Yeah, I'll take. I'll lead this one off. It's uh, it, this is Giants homecoming uh, city, baby. They are going to do a number on your former Atlanta Falcons. I see them winning big. I see them finally getting their only victory of the season. If I'm being honest, I don't think the Giants are that good either. But I, I think Joe Judge has got something. I think Daniel Jones has something. Does Daniel Jones in, in any sense remind you just a little bit of a potential career arc, potentially, of a Ryan Tannehill? A guy that is really just kind of, eh, well, oh, look at that game. Oh, geez, he was terrible. Oh, geez, he's not that good. And then he goes somewhere else in five years. I can see that. And wow, he's he's actually a pretty decent quarterback. The difference being Tannehill coming to the league was also a converted wide receiver. So he had mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. one maybe, I think it was one year of true quarterback experience out of Arkansas. Good good um, point. Or miss it. Yeah. But 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 I see what you're saying. They're both, you know, they both have that solid, not over the top mobility. Yep. Um, which which we saw at Jones last week was was I mean, the kid was making play. That might have been his best game of his career. Yeah. Uh, I, I I I can see that because you know, obviously in Miami, you know, you can, you can attribute that to the Gase factor because Adam Gase was there in Miami when Tannehill was there, and Gase pretty much ruins everyone anywhere he goes. Uh Hasty and Darnold. But I, I could see that absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm taking those ranks as well. Uh, at this point, yeah, it's it's not about you know, it used to be dirty birds go fly, now it's just they're dirty because they've got feces all over them. <laughs> um, this team, not, yeah, it, yeah this, this team going on the road, they, they made a they, they made a bit of a they, they, they tried really hard for a quarter at Tampa and they made it a game with some nice plays. But this team, man, this team's not ready. Um, they've got issues all over the place. They are cap strong. They couldn't bring in any real talent in free agency because they're so cap strong. They've got Matt Ryan on a huge deal. They drafted Pitts, had to sign. This is a team that had to restructure and cut guys in the offseason just to make room to sign their draft picks. I, right. I, that That is indicative of the talent on this team, period. I'm sure they try really hard. Um, to, to earn that paycheck, but I think this is a, this is a get well game for the Giants coming off of a, a crazy game last week. Yeah, I think they come home. I think they cover. I don't think it's a blowout, but I think they win by a touchdown. Saquon, this is a get right game for Saquon. He gets on track, which he needs. That the fans need it. That team needs it. They need Saquon to be Saquon. This is a perfect get right game for them. Giants, Giants cover easily. Uh, we'll go on to next Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. This is uh, let's see, Pittsburgh given three. You can lead off on this one, Dan. This is a this is a tough one. This is this is not an divisional easy game. game. Divisional game, man. Um, these, are, these are always tough. Divisional game. NFC, AFC North, man. Smash mouth. These games are tough. These teams you know, play each other tough. Roethlisberger. Looks a lot more like crap burger. Um, he is just not. 
he 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 may he may be at the end. I I, oh, I don't want to I don't want to pull a Kellerman. I don't want to pull a Kellerman. I don't want to say the cliff. But he he no denying what we're seeing. Our our eyes tell us. Something. Yeah. Yeah, he, he may be at the end. I'm going to take the Bengals. I, I like, you know, Burrow, the young quarterback there. Um, I, I like the rookie wide receiver. Uh, I know it's a home game for Pittsburgh. I know they have their pretty little yellow towels. I don't care. Uh, I, I'm going to take the Bengals with the points. All right. That said, uh, I am actually taking Pittsburgh in this game, despite everything you said being 100% true. Uh, this game – Pittsburgh right now is basically Najee and the noodle. Najee being Najee Harris, who they're running into the ground, which is why they drafted him, despite the fact they have ridiculous O-line problems. But sure, let's go get a running game. Okay, got it. And you've got Ben Roethlisberger with a noodle arm who who can't get the ball downfield. We've talked about this. Takes forever with the ball. Um, Has no offensive line. Still under duress. So you got an old guy who who takes forever to throw the ball under the rest with a bad line. Also with a peck injury, who has admittedly said he can probably get his arm up. How are you getting the ball downfield? I don't know. They have also are now potentially down Deontay Johnson, one of their starting receivers, who is out for this game. So you're looking at uh, Chase Claypool, Juju playing a bigger role, probably possibly the you know the tight ends having to get involved, uh, Fryermuth, Ebron. You've got Najee potentially needing probably need to be a safety valve for Ben out of the backfield. I'm still going Pittsburgh only because Cincinnati has similar issues to an extent on their side of the ball. Their O-line coming in, coming off last year, not uh-huh. good. They uh-huh. try to make some – granted, they made efforts. Despite, unlike Pittsburgh, Cincinnati made some effort to sign some guys, Riley, Riley Reef, et cetera, to, to shore up that a little bit. Still looking like Atlanta feces. Uh, Burrow with that knee, a little tentative. They're also down a receiver. Uh, they got T. Higgins potentially also going to miss this game. So you got Chase, uh, I'm sorry, Jamar Chase on the outside. Tyler Boyd, nice on the inside. No tight ends to speak of. Joe Mixon's going to have to handle a little over out of the backfield. I think there's enough there. I think Pittsburgh on the defensive side has enough of a pass rush, is stout enough to give Burrow in that line enough fits at home. I think they cover barely, but I'm taking Pittsburgh here. Boom. There you have it. Next All up, right. we get Seattle at Minnesota. This is another very intriguing game for me. Uh, Seattle giving two on the road at Minnesota. Seattle coming off of a rough loss at home against aforementioned Tennessee. Now rolling into Minnesota, who's 0-2, uh, despite the fact that they have played well offensively. This is a team that's scored 20 uh, I'm sorry has accumulated 400 plus yards of offense and scored over 24 points each of their first two games to lose them both probably speaks volumes about their defense but they're now at home get catching Seattle traveling uh, I think this is actually mine I'm actually taking the home dog Minnesota getting the two points I think you know again they clearly have defensive issues this is a team that actually was was Really bad defensively in terms of it from the injury standpoint. They were down a, a bunch of linebackers last week. They're getting Anthony Barr back. I think they're getting – they have Kendricks back. O-line has been okay enough. 
They have a, a decent third receiver in KJ Osborne emerging a bit. Dalvin Cook looks like he's going to play. This is, you know, my thought is he's going to play. He, he's a gamer. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm taking the home team to get a win, finally get off the schneid, getting the two points. You know, Russ, Russ Magic, fine, but I, I'm, I'm going to take the home team. I thought about taking Minnesota as the home team, 0-2. Traditionally, Minnesota's a pretty good team, right? You know, I mean, you can usually – find them in the hunt down the, the hunt, stretch. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, I don't the know. If, there, they're very narrow, but the talent. Yeah. I don't know that that's the case this season, which is why I'm taking Seattle. Uh, Seattle to me is for real. Uh, they have a very good coach. They have a very good quarterback. Um, and their defense is not a sonic boom that it was 10 years ago, but it's good enough. Uh, and, and getting those points, I'm going to take the Seahawks. Absolutely. Fantastic. All right, so that next on the list here shows a money guy. We've missed some games here. So we've actually got – I don't know if you can scroll up. I know we're missing uh, a Miami at Las Vegas. So this point oh, – this, this, this has changed a bit. So this was at four. It's now down to three and a half. Uh, Vegas still favored. Um, go ahead and take the wheel on that one. Oh, I, I should have queued up my favorite Vince Vaughn line of all time uh, from swingers. It's Vegas, baby. This is Raiders easily. You know, the unsettled situation at quarterback for the Dolphins, and to me, it's unsettled. I, I just, I don't know how Flores being such a good coach, and he is a good coach, I don't know how he can pull Tua out of games at times and send in, you know, backup quarterbacks for certain plays and things like that. I just don't think it sends a good message. I, I'm being really honest with you. I like Flores. He finds a way to win. Um, this brings us to the question, is Vegas for real? I think Vegas is for real. I'm taking the Raiders. They're at home. Okay. All right. So this game, you know, we, we've talked about the Raiders. I have have my doubts about the reality of this team. However, in this game, I'm also taking the Raiders. Uh, they're coming back. They're playing with momentum after a big win on the road against Pittsburgh. Miami man coming off of that drubbing against Buffalo. I, I agree. I think in terms of the larger scale, the the Bill coaching tree, I think Forez is, is is up there. I, I like him as a coach. I think he's 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 doing the right things with this team. I mean, Miami still looks somewhat out of sync. They have a weird running back rotation. Tua is out of this game. Tua is ruled out. Troubling West Coast. I, you know, I think I think oh. Las Vegas still is, oh. is doing enough to, oh. to, to take this Vegas. out. So Vegas all the way. I didn't even realize Tua was out. Vegas yeah, easy. Tua has been ruled out as of today, which changed okay. that line. I'm sure. What we actually no, the line's actually gone down, which is interesting. Which means people are putting money on Miami. Okay, uh, which again probably speaks <laughs> to the public. And a lot of people in the, in the media, in the media sharps, not buying the, the Raiders. But we'll move on. I think we got to find the deal. Yep, Tampa. All right, so still one and a half. Yeah, this one, I'm actually taking the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, and I'm actually – it's not an upset special Dang per it. se, but I think they win this game outright. Uh, I think at some point <sighs> the, the Rams are looking fantastic defensively. Stafford – is giving that offensive dimension they have not had under Goff. They have receivers galore. 
Yep. Cooper Cup could potentially f- finish as a top ten receiver. He's been yep. off the charts. They haven't even unlocked Robert Woods yet. You got Van Jefferson subbing in. You've got Tyler Higby at tight end who splits out wide. You know, the only thing holding this game, this team back right offensively is an injury to Daryl Henderson, who's got a rib injury. He's questionable for, for Sunday, but he's going to be, it's going to lend him more time to old friend Sony Michelle. Uh, they got uh, Jake Funk. Don't knock the Funk also back there. I, I think the Rams at home, this could be a left day game for Tampa. I'm taking the Rams. I was hoping you would take Tampa like probably 90% of the country is going to do. Maybe not 90% of the betters, but uh, I think 90% of the general football fans would look at this and say Tampa's just, you know, the best team in the league, the cream of the crop, and they are. Uh, but they're traveling, and the Rams are on the upswing uh, without question. They are back. I, I, I am happy for Sean uh, McVay. It's not Sean Payton because that's who the Patriots are playing. Yeah, I'm happy for Sean McVay. I think he's a great young coach. Um, he's got awesome energy, and that defense is 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 mean as hell. I, I'm take I, I'm taking the Rams. I was hoping you were taking Tampa, but that's okay. You don't have an upset special yet, by the way. Are you saving that, or is that, is that still coming? We digress, Master okay. Jack. All right. So next game, we got the Jets at Denver. And I have had that as of last night with Denver giving 10. I don't have it on screen yet. No, it's there. No, 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 it's there. It's there. 10 and a half. 10 and a half. 10 and a half. Jets getting 10 and a half. Yeah, I'm taking the Jets with the points. I I know that Wilson's been terrible as a rookie. Um, Do I think he's terrible? No, I, I don't. Um, I, I think he has had a rude introduction to the league. That being said, um, I'm not buying into the Denver Broncos. I know that you are. Uh, funny enough, if you look at the point differential between these two teams, it is opposite ends of the spectrum. The Broncos are plus 24. The Jets are minus 24. I just think I have a little bit too much respect for Coach Sala to go out there and lay a complete egg. I, I expect the team in week three, people are going to think I'm a Jets fan for crying out loud, but I do expect the Jets to play very hard in this game. And I, I think they will absolutely be within uh, 10 or 11 points. So I'm taking the Jets. If that's an upset special, I, I, I really don't know. You're picking them to win? I'm not picking them to win. Um, I won't be surprised. I won't be surprised if they do. I Our won't be surprised be if they do. Flat out underdogs to win, though. So, so, well, this is good. we're going to go ahead ahead in this one because I am taking Denver to cover even the ten and a half, even with the hook. Yep. You know, you know what? Give me the Jets. Give me the Jets to, to to win the game. Give me the Jets. Yeah, that is. I think they are going to play their tails off. I think they're going to play their tails. Play their tails off, and I, I I agree with you with respect to. Uh, Coach Robert Sala, I just from what I saw at the Jets last week on the road at the Pats, Zach Wilson, not ready for prime time. Denver, top three defense. You're going to cut to Denver, mile high. That's about as poor of a follow up as you can get off of a game at New England with the showing they showed. I don't see it getting any better yet. Uh, again, Denver's defense, Teddy B is, is enough with that with, with that team offensively. Uh, even without Jerry Judy, 
They've got a nice running back combo. They've got Cortland Sutton was unlocked last week, caught 10 of 12 balls, I believe, 120 yards. Uh, you know, he's potentially back. You know, KJ Hamler, they've, you know, Tim Patrick. I think the Jets are going to struggle in the altitude. I know it's cliche, but they're going to struggle in general on the road there. Tough place to play against a solid defense. You know, this could be a 24 10 type of, 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 Broncos win. I'm taking Dever, even laying the big number with the hook. I believe that brings us to Green Bay and San Francisco. Green Bay and San Francisco, which is San Francisco minus three. Uh, this is your lead. Yeah. I'm going to go Packers here. I am shocked shocked at the line on this game. I, I'm i sorry. This is a pick game, if you ask me. I can't believe that Green Bay is getting three points. Um, with that offense, I'll take Green Bay every day of the week. Uh, I know that they are not quite firing completely on all cylinders. Um, I'm well, taking they, they Green got, Bay. They got I, right I, the second half of that game against Detroit last yeah, week. Um, so with, with you there, I'm taking Green Bay as well. I think Rodgers – from California coming home. That team's starting to kind of kind of get things. California going. kid. San Francisco is kind of they're not bad, but they're kind of in flux a little bit. I, you know, I'm not not impressed with what they have going on. Still tons of turmoil between injuries and everything else in the backfield. You know, Garoppolo has been good enough, not necessarily impressive. You know, they're still down their top cover corner in Jason Verrett. You know, I just think at this point, Green Bay starting to get moving. I think Green Bay, you know, Green Bay couldn't should, could, should probably win this game outright. I know maybe that's a little bit bold, but Green Bay is definitely going to have to cover the three points. We both have Green Bay. Lock it in. Done. Uh, I think that takes us to our Monday night game. Eagles at Cowboys. Eagles giving three and a half divisional game. What do you think? Uh you know, only because I love Coach Mike McCarthy so much. Um, no, I'm taking Dallas in this one. Dallas is at home. Um, big home game for them. I expect them to play well uh, at home this season. I think they're going to stink it up on the road. I think they're going to drop a few home games. Don't get me wrong. They're, I, I, I don't know that Dallas – I don't know that Dallas – is going to make the playoffs this year. I, I just, I got to tell you, I, I think Mike McCarthy is about as inept as they come. I really do. And it doesn't help that he's got he three head most, coaches has, waiting has on his staff to take over. Oh God. He is just not impressive. Um, and there's a lot of head coach material sitting back, ready to assume the reins um, on that staff. Uh, that said, it's early in the season. I'm going to take Dallas here. I am uh, going to go ahead and take Philadelphia. I tend to like these, especially NFC East games. They, they play them tough in interdivision games. I think, like you just spoke of, Dallas has some issues. They're not looking great defensively. They have one good cover corner in Trevon Diggs, who's good. But beyond that, it's questionable. They still are cycling through some uh, in and out, out of some issues with the O-line. You know, some coverage issues. They, they, they've actually got – Dean issues. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence is now out on IR. They're bringing uh, uh, Gregory back in off the COVID list. They had to cycle uh, Michael Parsons, the rookie from linebacker, down to DN last week. 
lot of shuffling going on. McCarthy, I think overall a good coach, but he just has mind dumps. It feels like mm. in big moments, I, I, just, I, you know, you can't trust him. He kind of has an aw shucks. What the hell happens? What kind of space sometimes? <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know. I think you couple that with the fact that I think Nick Sirianni, the, the uh, young rookie uh, head coach for the Eagles, has got this team kind of going the right direction. Yeah. Still figuring some stuff out, but they've got Devontae Smith, a nice rookie receiver. Jalen Hurts, electric young quarterback, still not buying in him into him as a passer yet, but drafting Devontae Smith. Old teammate from Alabama. Helps a lot. There's a simpatico already there. It has been helping on the outside. I think they make enough plays, even in Big D. They can cover the three and a half. I'm going Philly. And All right. if I remember correctly, that covers the week three picks. We're going to go right into our next segment, our final segment, a top five segment. And this is something that we're going to make a staple in these episodes going forward. Top fives. Yeah, it's cliche. Everyone does it. We know. Guess what? We don't care. We're going to do it too because top fives are fun. They are. Uh, and I think this one's, as you can see down in the banner, is, is, is a good one. I think people can relate to this one, especially in this area. Top five most hated Yankees. Sundance. Most hated Yankees. Here we go. All right. So, uh, Shall I rattle off my top five and I'll start from the bottom and then you can give yours or do you want to go spot we're, for we're, spot? We're going to go spot for spot. I, okay. I thought, oh, yep. If you happen to have some drops that you want to incorporate yep. during this segment, you let me know and we can bring okay. them in. All right. Um, I'm going to let you kick this one off though because I'm curious. because th- th- I'm not going to lie. This one, this is a tough one for me. And we texted about this previously. I'd have a hard time if this was a top 15 when I actually try to go pen to paper on this. So I, there's a lot of names left out of this. You know, you can, anyone who might be listening to who, who stuck with us this late and might actually be watching this and wants to comment on this, you know, via any social media or on YouTube, please, by all means, you can add us because we probably missed plenty of people on this, plenty of players, but we had to get to five. Who's your number five? Okay, so number five, uh, I cheated a little bit here. It's two, two players. Um, okay, it is, no, liberties it is, are allowed. Liberties it, it, are allowed. It, 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 is, uh, it is a two-way tie between CC Sabathia, Carlton Charles, uh, and Mr. Garrett Cole. Um, these are two punk pitchers that I do not have any respect for, uh, and I'll tell you different reasons why. Um, first of all, CC Sabathia has got a fantastic documentary out. Uh, I believe it's on HBO. I think it's called Under the Grapefruit Tree. And it is a fantastic uh, rendition of uh, his account of his battles with alcoholism. Um, he's very vulnerable in it. He's very interesting. He's very honest. I highly recommend it. Whether you're a Sox or a Yankees fan, doesn't matter. He he really gives you a lot of, of good pieces of his soul in, in that uh, show um, that showed a different side of him. Um, that said, he's a jerk. He's, this guy is a clown. He, he took Jackie Bradley Jr., the nicest guy in MLB. He's still in MLB, even though he's hitting 160 for the Brewers. Um, still playing. You wouldn't know it, but he's still playing. He took him to task 
regularly talked trash from the mound to the plate during the game live, and Jackie Bradley Jr. had no idea what his beef was. You know why? Because CeCe literally, and he said this, made it up in his mind that he had to psych himself up to face certain opponents, so he just made crap up in his head about Jackie Bradley Jr., and oh, now I got to go get this guy. So, CC, that's a punk move, if you ask me, particularly when you hold on to it for your entire career. It's one thing to hold on to it for a big playoff game, then go find the guy under the tunnel afterwards and say, hey, listen, I got nothing personal with you. It's a me thing. He never did that. He waited until after his career was over to say, oh, the Jackie Bradley Jr. thing? Yeah, there was nothing there. I just made it up. He's a punk. So I don't really love CC Sabathia. Um, I, I don't know that I knew that story, but that oh, is yeah. that is yep. that is something. And I get that pitchers have to get in that place. Sure. That's a weird place to get for Jackie Bradley Jr. For, um, for Jackie Bradley Jr., not David no, Ortiz. No disrespect, no disrespect to J- JBJ, but not not that's not Big Poppy. Correct. Yeah. And so the other half of number five is Garrett Cole, uh, Mr. Spider Tack, who couldn't answer a very simple question. Um, <laughs> do you use Spider Tack? I'm not really sure how to answer that question. It's pretty simple, Garrett. It's yes. Talk about a no. shell shocked moment for uh, at a press conference. There, there you go. Um, I mean, that was that was his Jason Giambi moment. Um, so uh, he shares the number five slot with uh, Carlton Charles, Sabathia. How about you? What did you have, Major J, at coming in at number five? Number five. So I also took some liberties with this. I expanded my mind a little bit. And number five, I'm coming in with George F. Steinbrenner. Ooh. Just, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, years and years and years just sitting back watching the junk come out of this man's mouth. And I, I hate to talk bad about the deceased. Unless you're George Steinbrenner. Old life blown away in the blink of an eye. Nothing left but all the time in the world to think about it. It's exactly. He has plenty of time to think about it. For six feet under, think about all the absolute junk this guy spewed out of his mouth. Absolute a-hole. You know, this is aside from the fact that, yeah, I'm an angry Boston fan spewing. I get it. But this even goes back to just shave and you can only have a mustache on. Okay. We're treating our team like we're the U.S. military. I, okay. Get it. This guy just up and down, ran his mouth. I, you know what? Obviously, sadly, I but I all set. All set for him with him for years and years and years. Done. Moving on. Go ahead, number four. Number four. I, I I have to be honest. This one's a little bit more uh, of, of my wife than it is me. That being said, I, I can't stand Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner is just such a... Oh, he just gets under your skin. Um, he's ticked off all the time. Probably one of those guys that you really love when he's on your team, but when he's not on your team and he happens to be on the most hated rivals and he's played with them for like, I don't know, 13 years, 
you just can't stand the guy. He's always chirping about something. It's like he's waiting to get hit by a pitch so he can slam his helmet down. And oh, by the way, he did yeah, throw his helmet in the dugout. Yeah, and, and and yeah, so he threw his helmet in the dugout. It ricocheted back and hit him in the face, in the face. and he deserved Fantastic it. Fantastic moment. Fantastic moment. I think it gashed him. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, number four for me, Jabba Chamberlain. And I'm not going to sit here Good one. and fat shame anyone. However, it doesn't help his cause. The guy was a little B-I-T-C-H on the mound. You go back to, I believe, 2007, his little uh, beanball thing with Euclid just deciding to just, play, just on his own go road, start deciding to start beaming. You know what, buddy? That guy, every time on the mound, you just wanted to just drive an FU home run right up his rear yeah. end. Yeah. Complete idiot. Grant, as, as time went on, he seemed like he kind of straightened himself out. Okay. Awesome. Good for you. I'm all about self improvement. Forgiveness. Cool. But back then, all set. That guy had to go. Number four, Java. Interesting pick uh certainly his his star was bright but it was short he, he just he just wasn't around you know long enough for me to quite put him on this list but i'm also talking out of both sides of my mouth because you may be surprised by my number one um who'd you have at uh at number three major gonna, okay kick it back number three i mean probably no surprise and we're, we're gonna start getting into some cliche names i get it it doesn't change how I feel. This is where I'm from. <laughs> uh, Derek Jeter. And Adam at number three. Number three. Wow. Is that a little bit low, though? Not wow. for me. Okay. Not for me. And you'll understand when we get to him. Uh, you know, only because the respect for him as a player was there. I cannot take that away or diminish that. But any Red Sox fan, you just, you just can't stand Jeter. Just, just. Guy looked like an idiot playing shortstop, had no range. We're constantly comparing him to Nomar. Nomar's better, this kind of stuff. The media, the national media, lauds the guy for one play. I'm sorry, two plays. One, diving to the stands. Not a bad play. I'm not taking it away. It was a, a great play. But it wasn't Willie Mays over-the-shoulder catch. It wasn't, oh, my God, this is iconic. Capture this moment forever. Come on. Do you know how many other guys probably made like similar plays throughout the course of the last hundred years in baseball? It meant a lot. It meant a lot during the game. Get it. But come on. That and the freaking flip. And, and, you know, I'm also that home against Jeremy Giambi, I believe. Okay, cool. Came up clutch, Mr. October. Uh, Yeah, okay. The clutchness was there. Just I'm all all set with it. He was annoying as hell. you know, you need to take the off the field stuff. Not that he was a bag off the field, but just the glitz, the glamour, the women. Okay, enough already. You're New York. I'm good. Get the f out of here. Number three, Jeter. I'm not saying anything. Nobody, anyone, any Boston fan doesn't already know or agree with. So we're three You're right, Jeter. About a prison break. Got? We'll be able to find that on the educational too. Yeah, that's educational for sure. Um, number three. Everyone learning a lot, <laughs> including, me, including me with these sound bites. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Wade Boggs, you, you, you terrible. You 
you, Judas. How dare okay. you? Okay, I'm glad he How? made your top five because he was on my honorable mention that I had to make it a point. So this integrates it perfectly. Go ahead. Wade Boggs is your three. Love it. You only you only ride horses in Fenway Park. This is a man that I think was actually told by the Red Sox, we're good. You can go now and sign somewhere Correct. else. Well, Unfortunately, having, I have to the be... 256 or 258, yeah. They got I... things done, and they, let, and they just... I believe they just decided to move on. You know, they had Scott Cooper coming up. You know, Scott... I have to be make fair. An all-star team. Yep. Yeah, yep. Scott Cooper only made an all-star team because of the rule that every team had to have an all-star. But Scott Cooper, nonetheless, made an all-star team. They had Cooper coming up. They decided to walk away from Wade Boggs. Fine. However, going back to the point, it doesn't take away from the horse ride. Nothing will take away from that damn horse ride. And you know what? <laughs> Not to hijack your number three here. Hijack away. A bit. I, NYPD, what the hell are you doing to let this man come and deer your freaking horse. I don't care if you're in the friendly confines of Yankee Stadium. Who does that? The badge doesn't do that. You don't put that man on your horse. What is that guy doing? What was that cop doing? Just standing there watching, giving a horse in the pat to let him move? Like, come on. You're better than that, NYBD. Anyway, go ahead. No. Uh, I, Wade Boggs takes the number three slot. Uh, disappointed that he left. Um, disappointed more so that he left and won a World Series with the Yankees. My number two was Derek Jeter. So Jeter is, is high on the list for me. Um, and it's really interesting because, you know, being a New England fan, right, with, with the Patriots, with the Red Sox, the last 20 years, we've been spoiled with championships. We've, we've, we've certainly, we have, we waited a long time for them. But we've now been spoiled with them. Um, Tom Brady would throw touchdown passes at the you know two yard line, and he would back off the field with thirty seconds left in the fourth quarter, and he would just be pumping his forearm like this. Derek Jeter, when he would get the final out of any game, particularly against the Red Sox, would give the Fist pump like that, like in your face. Red Sox suck. You guys will never win. The game is over. You should get another beer now. And it was that goddamn fist pump in my face for 15 years. Oh, yeah. It's it's Jeter for me. And, and everything that you said, I've always felt that he was mildly overrated um if he played for the red sox he probably would have gone down in, in the echelons with williams and, and yastrzemski but he didn't he played for the yankees he gets the number two spot okay so my number two um let me just cue something up here my number two uh is roger clemens uh i pretty much and this even goes back to when he was with those two years in toronto but, uh, you know, the steroid bullshit, you know, again, left the team sort of the same way as Boggs did in a way that the team, I think the team thought he was kind of done, which I think a lot of people thought maybe he, his best days were behind him, et cetera. 
went went to Toronto, had two amazing years, went to the to the Yankees, and just turned into just it seemed like a complete d bag assassin. Uh, just the way that team lauded over him, he came off as a complete jerk all the time. Uh, you know the 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 bat throwing incident with Mike Piazza. I thought it was the ball. Oh, Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Uh, Susan Susterman, I believe, with the, oh, my God. Susan Roger Clemens is coming out of retirement. Oh, Susan you know, stop the, all that stuff. I, it just rings my ears. Just his time there was just, I just, I would feel my face melt with anything <laughs> to do with him. Just the, the, the uh, unconsolable. Fr- I just all set. Roger Clemens, number two. Get the hell out of here. He's my number two. We're down to number one. Number one. And I'm surprised, based on your earlier comments, it sounds like we're not going to have the same person. So I'm I'm not sorry. I'm not certain that we are. Um, So, you know, this one goes back to the height, the absolute height of Red Sox Yankees rivalry uh-huh. 2004 okay Mr. Pedro Gar Pedro Martinez on the hill with a huge huge ego and a fastball okay. to match and he okay. wanted to stick it right between the shoulder blades of Mr. Kareem Garcia Kareem Garcia. Who is Kareem Garcia? Garcia? Why would you journalists dare to ask me, the great Pedro Martinez, about Kareem Garcia? Kareem Garcia instigated that brawl in which our beloved Don Zimmer made an ill-fated decision. With Pedro's Olay. With with his head. yeah, so, but also uh, was was yeah. a catalyst for that team. You know, first, he he you know. he was he was, um, and so that, interestingly, that's why Clemens didn't make my top five is because um, although Clemens taketh away, Clemens giveth quite a bit back. We we got our our hacks in against him towards the end. Um, he he was not, you know, I mean, listen, he certainly helped them, but um, you know, he was he was not. Uh, the guy that I think we wanted, quite honestly, at that point, all the steroid stuff had started to come out. Um, so for me, it's Kareem Garcia. I couldn't stand the guy at, at any point, you know, in baseball beyond that, even after he left the Yankees, I'd see him on another team and I'd say, that guy's just such a. So um, he's number one. It goes back to that 2004 season. Okay. No, I uh, that's a good one actually. Uh, mine is definitely more cliche. I'm surprised you didn't make your top five, but I'm going to go ahead and and for me, it's encapsulated in one picture. And I go ahead and bring it up. This freaking guy. Done. A Rod, I'm sure you're a really nice guy. Now you had your time with J Lo, the most. Ingenuine POS in baseball for how many years? I mean, this this play says it all. All set with this guy. Can't couldn't stand then, can't stand now. 
Thank God that that deal to trade for him never happened because who knows what would have happened with, with him in a Red Sox uniform. Uh, also, Roy Rager, you know, you can say it to, about everybody at this point and that during that time, it's fine. But um, there's not a lot to say about A-Rod that, that we, nobody doesn't already know. I, he's just he, a very just – just – untruthful like he's just full of shit just full of it this guy yeah uh you know so that's mine that's a good no no that's that's a good one you know i'm actually so i'm actually in the minority on a rod um i like a rod it it, it 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 blows people's minds know that know me because I'm such a big Red Sox fan. Um, I, I I do I like A Rod. I always have. Say, I've come around on him now. Like yep. now I yep. I think um, I actually think he's a fantastic commentator on TV. People bang on him all the time for it. I actually like him on TV. I, I think he adds quite a bit of value. Um, he was I fun to he, watch at the plate. I mean, I think he legitimately has made some uh, concessions on his own end as far as his past and the things he's done. I think there you go. He had no idea yeah. how to handle it with Texas, with the Yankees, yeah. et cetera, just would double down on lies and, and, you know, avoidance and everything else. And finally, once he left the game, got into the media, sort of living a different way, you know, I think it came around and he's kind of settled in. I don't, I don't mind him now, but in pinstripes at the, like back then, I, I Christ, I mean, the hamburger moment will will live in infamy forever. That 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 encapsulated everything for me there. Um, I think that 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 wraps up our top five, and at this point, that probably starts to roll us uh, towards the end of our podcast. We're rolling up on a, an hour fifty, but uh, <laughs> it's it's our debut. We're working on things. We're going to try to 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 get it down. Um, that said, you know. Any closing thoughts, Sundance? Closing thoughts. Uh, Sundance has to get better at um, certainly his sound clips. Uh, I apologize about the volume level on some of those. Um, you know what? I I think we are headed into the best time of the year in terms of sports. End of the baseball season, the playoffs are ratcheting up. Um, football is really starting to take off. Uh, you start to understand what type of a team you have in October, September. You really have no idea what your team is going to look like. Um, they win big one week. They get crushed the next. They fumble away a game here and there. But once October rolls around, you start to understand what you have there within your team. Um, Basketball is right around the corner. It's, it's an awesome time. Uh, to be a sports fan, and certainly with the Sox on the doorstep of the playoffs, the Patriots with a big game this week against New Orleans, it's an awesome time to be a New England fan. I, I couldn't say it better myself. Big weekend this weekend with the Sox, despite the loss tonight. They've got a couple more against the Yanks. We'll see other, where that takes us. We've got Pats against the Saints. As much of a must-win game as you can have in week three with yeah. another big game moving week four. Uh, we will address all of this next week as we recap that th- this past Yankee series in the week coming. Uh, we'll recap the Pats game. We'll look forward to the Bucks game. Uh, so 
Wrapping up, you can find us, the Dos Padres, on Instagram and Twitter at, at, at two Padres Pod, not Dos, two, the number two Padres Pod uh, on IG, on Twitter, which will be up and active soon. Uh, we're on, on YouTube, uh, hopefully by tomorrow, Saturday. Please like, comment, subscribe. Um, our audio, hopefully, will also be on iTunes, Spotify for anyone who might actually want to get this version on there. Uh, anyone who might actually care enough to even check us out, which we're, you know, in the end, it's all part of our world takeover. Come join us. That's Sundance Kid. I'm Major J. We're the Dos Padres. Asa tu sueños. We are out.